welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms. A space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood, and to normalize its challenges. Tune in while you fold laundry, commute to work or school, or get cozy after a long day in the trenches. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now, here are your Wicked Good Momcast hosts, Megan and Shannon. Are you feeling overwhelmed at the thought of the kids being home for summer vacation? How do working moms balance their jobs and their family? Is there really such a thing as balance? How can we prioritize the things most important to us this summer and always? We are discussing all of these questions and so much more on today's episode of the Wicked Good Momcast. Hello, Boston Moms. Our guest today has been a writer for the Boston Moms team since 2019. She's passionate about public interest law and serves as the pro bono director at Veterans Legal Services, a nonprofit legal services firm serving Massachusetts military veterans. She's also a certified life and leadership coach and loves supporting women and mothers in their journeys in their professional and personal lives. Please welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, Angie Martin. Hi, Angie. Hi, Megan and Shannon. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Happy to have you. Yes. Angie, about a year ago, you wrote an article for bostonmoms.com called I'm Not a Workaholic and That's Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about that article and what inspired you to write it? Sure. Um, It's one of my favorites. And I think, first of all, I think I started it as a way to help myself Mm -hmm. feel better about the person that I am as a worker and as a mom, um, because I feel like I've never been a workaholic. I've never been, and, and I say workaholic kind of as a general term because it's the complete opposite of who I feel that I am. I notice that a lot of people work a lot or talk about working a lot and talk about being busy a lot. And I do not like feeling that I'm too busy, although sometimes I do better work when I'm on deadlines and things like that. But in general, I really value my my life, my personal life. And I just cannot make myself work extra. So I always feel guilty about that. And so I thought, you know, maybe if I write about it, I feel better about it. And maybe other people will relate. And maybe other people will also not work too much. <laughs> I love that. Now, uh, for everybody who's listening, we encourage you to read the entire article, which we will link to in the show notes. But would you mind reading an an excerpt from that article, Angie? Sure. So um, here we go. The problem is I have never been one to conform to societal norms that easily. And because of this, I have struggled with feelings of not enoughness for most of my life. Yet when it comes to work, I manage to live with the guilt that comes with not being a worker bee. The alternative, becoming a workaholic, is not appealing enough to me to change my ways, even if it would alleviate my guilt. And I am owning this today. I am owning the fact that I am not a workaholic. Unless I have an actual impending deadline that I must meet because my livelihood depends on it, I will not work into all hours of the evening. I will not. I love my work, but my work is not my life. And my life depends on me living it and honoring what it needs. My epitaph will not read, she works a lot. Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> you mentioned the guilt associated with not being a worker bee or that feeling of kind of being less than. 
And mom guilt is certainly something that many of us struggle with. I personally always feel like there's something I'm not doing or I'm failing in this way or I should be doing better in this area of my life. So I'm curious because you do kind of talk about this in your article as well. Angie, where do you think mom guilt stems from? Well, I think I've talked about this a lot in past sort of articles and in my work as a coach. And I mean, I think it really has to do with just having so much information at our hands, yeah, at our fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, if I look back in my childhood, I don't think my mom ever discussed her parenting decisions with her friends. Mm-hmm. And she didn't read about it. My mother-in-law to this day keeps telling me that I read too many books. <laughs> so, and she seems pretty secure. And when she gives me advice, whether I take it or not, she seems pretty secure in it. And like, she knows that she's doing her best and that she did her best mm-hmm. when she was raising her kids. So I think a big part of it is not just social media, but experts mm-hmm. about everything everywhere. Right. Whether or not they've studied and be- become actual experts, I just feel like we, as people that are looking for assurance, um, we cling on to like different types of experts and different types of schools of thought, and we try our best to, you know, we want to be the best, and we don't want to be criticized, and the social media, and you know, it's just it's too much, um, and we end up applying, we end up feeling guilty not just about our parenting as moms, but about every other aspect of our life. One thousand percent. I think uh, when I, I mean, we're heading into summertime now and summertime as a working mom is vastly different than summertime was before we had children or as we were kids ourselves. And I think actually all three of us work from home, which is obviously more challenging when the kids are at home for summer break. So, Angie, I want to know uh, what summer looks like for you and how you strike a balance between working your job and enjoying your kids while they're home And on the opposite side of that, do you think that there really is such a thing as balance? And I will preface this with letting our our (laughs) listeners know that Angie also lives very close to a beautiful beach, which I know that she that she loves and she uses. So I want to know how you're striking that balance. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go backwards and say I don't think there's such a thing as balance. Ah, yes. I think it's more of a juggle. Yeah. And we have to be happy with our organized chaos. Mm. Um, Very good. Summer for us, we make sure that um, we we sort of sign up the kids for full day camps mm-hmm. for as much as, of the time as we can. We plan for it. We, we budget for it. So our kids will be going to camp for most of the summer for full days, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, we feel very lucky to be able to have that. Sure. That said, that said, if we weren't still working from home due to the pandemic, um, and even if I go back to work, my husband is still going to be working from home. Mm-hmm. Even if I go back into an office, my husband will be working from home. So if that wasn't the case, we would be struggling a little bit, even with the schedules, because summer schedules assume that somebody's home. Yeah, right. Just like I found sometimes after school schedules do too. It's like, you can pick up your kid at five. And I'm like, but I get out of work at five. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you have to figure out logistics and whether you work from home or in an office, if you work for somebody else, Mm -hmm. you have to hopefully uh, have a boss that understands that schedules are going to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. because 
there's no way that you know, people could easily get on a commuter rail or get into traffic after dropping a kid off at camp or at a bus stop that takes them to camp. So in our mm-hmm. case, our children get dropped off at a nearby middle school where a bus picks them up and takes them to camp. And that's very helpful. But if not enough people in the area signed up for that camp, which is a few times, it's a 25 minute from here, from where we live. If not enough people signed up, we would have to drive them all the way to camp every day and pick them up all the way there, which takes like a total of an hour each way, you know, in the morning or in the evening. So it's definitely different, definitely a juggle and a logistics could become a logistics nightmare. I know some people sign their kids up for various camps and I just can't handle it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is just basically having to manage those logistics. I mean, we're talking months and months ahead. <laughs> so, you know, most camps around here, they sign up in what, January and February. So trying to figure out, you know, the, the logistics of whether it's going to be one camp or several, um, having some sort of a schedule there is important to your um, juggle. I'm not going to say balance because I agree with you that there is no such thing. <laughs> You're organized yeah, chaos. Well, right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, in your article, you actually present some questions for moms to work through. And I just thought this was so helpful and solutions oriented because I know sometimes it's easy just to put a problem out into the world and not have a solution. Um, So I really appreciated that you added this. So you say, take a few moments to review your top life values and then think of what are the most, I'm sorry, what are the three to five most important priorities in order to feel like you are living your best life, rank them. And then is number one, getting the most attention. If not, what needs to shift so that it does? How can you make that shift? When will you start making that shift? And then you say, write this down and be specific or you will not follow through, which is so true. (laughs) And then repeat the process with each value in ranking order. So, I can see this exercise being so helpful to revisit actually multiple times as life seasons change. So for summer, this is what I want to prioritize. And these are the steps I'm going to have to intentionally take to achieve that. And then when school starts back up again, maybe my priorities change. Maybe they don't. Um, But Angie, do you have an example of how this exercise has tangibly helped you to prioritize your values? Yes. Yes, I do. I actually have a couple, but I'll probably just um, do one yeah. because I tend to ramble. <laughs> um, I So one of my main priorities in life is um, my own sort of well-being, my own mental health, so that I can be my best self and show up as my best self uh, for my family, my family being another top priority of my life. Mm-hmm. So um, a while back, when we adopted my current dog, uh, he was very wild and it became quite problematic as soon as we got him. Um, Anxiety producing stuff, behaviors that he needed a lot of training and he just needed a lot of time, a lot of exercise. And I, every, every night I was just wondering, what did we do? What are we going to do about this? Um, we got him training. We did everything that needed to happen. But I knew that if I didn't commit to helping him help everything, I would probably 
end up in really, really bad shape with my, I already have anxiety and I just thought it's, it's getting out of control. So I, I committed myself to, you know, I thought this is, this is a very, my mental health is a very important value of mine Mm -hmm. and it is not getting the attention that it needs because I am just doing what I think sort of the their minimum requirement for the dog and not necessarily um, giving him the attention that he needs so that my mental health will stay stable, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. So what needs to shift? I, I, I was at the time trying to wake up early to, to work out and I thought, you know, what's, ne- what's going to need to change here is that I'm going to wake up the sa- at the same time. At the time it was 5.30. I'm going to wake up at the same time. And instead of working out, I'm going to walk him for an hour. No matter what the weather, no matter what's going on, I'm going to wake up at 530 in the morning and walk the dog for an hour. And that's going to help him and in turn help myself. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I made that shift. I said, I'm doing it immediately um, or I will not follow through. Mm-hmm. And for a while, yes, my workouts took uh a step back and got put in the back burner and fell, you know, out of, out of priority for me for that time. But knowing that I was doing what was best for, for the dog, which we committed to it sure. when we adopted him and for myself was extremely important. And in turn helped me sort of had more, have more, what do you call it? Like some people say like you have enough spoons for a day or something. It's like a, there's a saying about spoons. <laughs> I'm not remembering right now, but you kind of run out of spoons. Yeah. It means that you run out of like, um, you know, bandwidth, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So you only have give. so much to give. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're on. We I always, I, you know, I'm not originally from here. So I always like hear sayings and then I mess them all up. Which is <laughs> funny. I'm now American and I can still say, well, I'm not American. So. <laughs> No, I think that's really helpful. And I, so heading into this summer, I mean, full, full disclosure, being, I love my work. I give myself a lot of work because I do find part of my, I equate some of my self-worth with what I'm, what I'm able to produce. It's how I have been my entire life. Um, I am a type A firstborn daughter. And I think some of that is just sort of like ingrained in my DNA. And I've had to really relearn, especially in motherhood, how to organize myself and how to prioritize. And I have a dear friend of mine, um, actually Stephanie Fleece, who's the founder and president of City Mom Collective. She shared a quote that's probably from somebody else, but she says, you know, some you're juggling all these balls and some balls, if you drop them, are plastic and some are glass. And you have to decide which ones are glass. And those are the ones you have to make sure you can continue to juggle. And the plastic ones you can drop and you can pick them up when you're ready. And so, so oh, my gosh. And I I call mm-hmm. on that quote. I need to find out. I really should have looked into it before this recording to find out who originally said mm-hmm. that. Because I call on that for myself so much. Um, and as we head into the summer, so I have three children. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. And all three of them are in some type of school during the week, um, at least part of the time, like my three-year-old's in two two mornings of preschool. And then we have childcare at my home uh, for the other days. And I, I need that to work. And I, in my professional career, I took a step back from full-time work for a while and then I've sort of, sort of slowly inked back into it, obviously with Boston Moms and then with my other job as a sales exec- executive, I need full-time hours for work. Um, and I used to try to cram those into part-time hours of childcare. And guess what? That does not work. And it makes me a 
It makes me not a not a good mom and not a pr- productive worker, and it makes me miserable. And so, mm-hmm. I um, heading into this summer, I feel like I'm kind of in my groove with our childcare um, right now. And I, you know, the boys, the two oldest ones, are getting old enough so that they can understand that when I'm working, you know, they can't knock on the office door, and we're in a good groove. And so, I am heading into this summer. For the for- first time ever, honestly, with a schedule that I think is actually doable. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have um, childcare lined up and I am actually calling this um, the summer of mama because my kids call me mama and, oh, and that's my dog, of course. <laughs> that's the fourth baby. Yeah. Podcast debut. Oh my goodness. It was only a matter of time. It, this is good. The summer of mama, which will also include the dog. Um, And I am taking, um, so I'm going to work three full days and I'm my own boss. So I'm allowed to do this three full long days with childcare and then a half day on Tuesdays. And I will be off every single Friday and drawing those very firm boundaries, which I will ask you both to hold me to. If you see me working on Boston mom stuff on those days that I'm telling you, I will not be available. Um, writing this down. I think, I mean, Angie, I actually, this is kind of hilarious because I feel like Angie calls me out to to take care of myself often. I, I really appreciate this about you, Angie, like where you're like, you need to check in with yourself and you need to care for yourself first. And that Good. I take yeah. that to heart. And I just feel like heading into the summer, I want to be the last few years have been such a juggle that I have actually been unable to enjoy it. Like, and my kids are still little and I want to enjoy splashing around the lake and soaking up the littleness that, that is having kids under 10 in the house yeah. um, while also meeting my professional milestones, which are really important to me. So the summer of mama starts on June 27th when the kids get out of school um, with these cute little cupcakes that I'm going to make because that's who I am as a, <laughs> as a person. Yes. And Tuesdays are half days and Fridays I am off and weekends I am off and I um, have set myself some really firm deadlines for big work projects that will end before then so that I can enjoy the summer a little bit, take it a little bit more easy. Shannon and I have talked about it for Boston Moms, kind of pulling back a little bit on some of the things that we produce just to make sure that we do have a little bit more freedom to be home. Um, and I hope, so I understand this is a major privilege of mine to be able to be my own boss and to work as on the sales executive side for somebody who is also a mother and who really does value time with her family as well. That is a huge privilege. I wish that everybody could ever have that. And I've just sort of decided that as an employer myself, moving forward, however big this business grows, I will always make a summer, pri- you know, the summer of mama a priority to sort of model that. Um, because I think when we do that, especially as employers or even as women in the workforce, when we say this is really important to me um, to be available on my own terms, um, because society has made it so that it does require me to pick people up at camp and things like that, um, but also kind of take some of that pressure off of me as a producer uh, to to both produce and to enjoy. So that is my um, and I'm the kind of person who needs this black and white stuff. So that's not not everybody needs this half day Tuesday, you know, not in the office on Friday deal. I need that. Otherwise, I will not stick to it, which you both know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I love that this is already this is already figured out. <laughs> like, yeah, totally yeah I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I need to, though, because if, it, if yeah. I don't, I won't. Right. There's always something. So because I, I am uh, I'm a workaholic, I feel like I just love... I love to produce. It makes me, it makes me ha- excited. But at the same time, 
what has happened, and honestly, when I read this article of Angie's, I realized what was happening was that I was producing so much that it was making me miserable mm-hmm. because it, it was not joyful anymore. It wasn't because I wanted to. It was because it was like the thrill of the chase kind of deal. Um, it becomes like a little bit addictive. And so pulling back and being really purposeful about saying like, these are my hard lines um, is a lesson that I've had to learn. Um, and re- honestly, Angie's ranking yeah. sort of provides the framework for that for me where I can say, okay, these are my non-negotiables. Um, and this is how I'm going to enter into the summertime doing that. And this is how I'm going to communicate with my boss and with my team. Um, what is going to make me, I can, I can do 40 hours of work in 30 hours. Like I know that I can. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'll prove it. Right. <laughs> I, I love I all of that. Should do this. Yeah. I think everybody should do these kinds of like priority settings. Like, yeah. like you mentioned Shannon, like, like as at the big, you know, Maybe, maybe since Megan does them so soon before summer, but like halfway <laughs> through the end of like a season mm-hmm. in preparation for the next one, reassess if you need to, because yeah, yeah, things change and priorities change depending on what's going on with the rest of your life. Yeah, definitely have to be flexible, um, not just as a parent, but a working parent for sure. Even in relationships mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um. I was just thinking about when, Megan, when you were talking, it made me think about, I just, and I'm sure you saw this too, I just saw um, a post from Houston Moms from their owner, Megan, Mm -hmm. and she was just in a horrible, horrible Mm -hmm. car accident that could have taken her life. Like it was very, very, very bad. And if you want to read about it, you can go to Houston Moms. Mm -hmm. Um, But what stuck out to me and especially like this kind of ties into what we're talking about. She said that when she's sitting in the car waiting to be rescued and she realizes that she thinks she's okay, what mattered to her in that moment, it wasn't what clothes she had on. It wasn't how her hair looked. It wasn't how much she weighed. It wasn't, you know, the state of her house. She says, and I just pulled it up so that I can read it. Nothing else mattered. Nothing. My family, my kids, that's all it really boils down to. The rest is just fluff, y'all. And I can say y'all because I'm from her state. Um, (laughs) But that it's so true. And we know it, but sometimes it takes either something like that happening to us or reading about it happening to someone else to be like, oh, yeah, like, what am I doing? What am I prioritizing? Because this is the stuff that matters. Um, So for me, I already know going into the summer, I'm I'm like you, Megan, I want to soak up as much fun with my kids as possible. They're six and three, and I know they're only getting bigger, and someday they're not going to want to spend summer with me. Um, and so this past year was actually my daughter's first year of school, and I knew that I would miss her when she started kindergarten, but I really could not fathom how much I would miss going places with her and doing crafts during the day or playing our board games together. And maybe this is another topic for the future, but as a stay-at-home mom to her, I spent every day, all day with her for mm-hmm. five and a half years. Like that's a season of life. Yeah, that's that substantial. Yeah. And while I'm so happy for her to be growing up and I'm beyond proud of the student in person she is, I really had to kind of grieve the end of that season of her being at home with me. Mm-hmm. So In the fall, she's starting first grade. My son is turning four and he will start preschool four days a week. 
And so I think knowing that I have this little window in summer that's going to go by so fast. I feel like you blink and summer is over. I really wanted to prioritize my kids and I knew that I was going to have to make a shift so that I could do that. So my action that I have taken is I actually, I just hired a house cleaning service to help me maintain our home because I feel like I can do, you know, I work part-time for Boston moms and I love my work. I love it. I'm just thrilled with what I'm getting to do for Boston moms. Um, And I obviously love my kids. And so it's the house though. Like that's the thing. Number one, I don't like to clean my house. Um, But I just, I always felt like I should do it or, you know, I didn't want to spend the money. Like I'm very frugal. And so it's hard for me to part with money when I know it's something that I could technically do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's another thing that's kind of weighing on me and I need to ask for help and I need to be able to give that to someone else. And I was thinking too, like if I go to the beach with the kids this summer and they come home sandy, I don't want to freak out and get mad that there's sand in the home because in my head I'm thinking, oh great. Like that's another thing for me to clean up after. I will do like some initial cleaning, but to know that my help is coming in behind me to like really clean the house after we've gone to the beach or had our summer fun. I just need that. Um, So that's kind of the shift that I'm making to make sure I can, you know, have time for my work that I love, but also prioritize my kids. That's, that's awesome. I, um, I, I fully support the hiring of a house cleaner as one of the first ever quote unquote luxuries mm-hmm. that one yeah. can give oneself because, you know, it's, it's the time. Yeah. What is the value of your time doing other things that are more important to you? Mm-hmm. Ever since I, I went that way, it's like, I don't even clean my house. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> I talk, I pick up the house yeah. the before the cleaner, like everybody, come on, let's pick up those toys. The cleanings are the cleaning ladies coming tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you know, I was feeling so guilty because like you said, Angie, we compare ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, well, I just need to be able to do it all. Like I see these moms on Instagram and, you know, they have clean houses and they're having fun with their kids and they're working and you don't know that they have a house cleaner. But then when I started telling some of my friends, I was like, yeah, I, I, I did this. Like I'm hiring someone to come clean the house now. They were like, oh yeah, me too. Like, yeah. like everyone that I've mentioned it to, they're like, we have a house cleaner. And so <laughs> why then is I'm this like, shameful? <laughs> yeah. I know. And then I'm like, oh, well, so no, not everyone is doing it all. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, I've been yeah. comparing I have, myself to something that's not real. I have been thinking about this blog post for literally years. And I maybe it's a podcast episode that we can all put sound bites to, but I always think uh, the title would be, How does she do it? She has help. Like exactly. anybody yeah. who you think has it all together has help, whether that's cleaning the house, whether that's reliable childcare, whether that's grocery delivery or whatever. Like there is not one person who can truly do it all. She has help. There's or yeah. she has like a beyond supportive partner or a partner who only works three quarters time or you know, something like mm-hmm. that. Like there is no there's no possible way to do it all. So I am I am just like for <laughs> tomorrow is my house cleaning day and it is <laughs> the best <Mine> day. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, even my whole, I, I could, I, I treat this woman so kindly because she is excellent at what she does and she is a true professional and she makes my life 
so much better. I tell her every single time she is my angel Yeah. because yes, I am in full support. I'm happy that you're doing that for yourself, especially ahead of the summer so that you can, cause you ranked mm-hmm. your priorities like Angie tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fabulous. So good for you, Shan. I'm happy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I want to just say, you know, you both mentioned that you love your, your jobs mm-hmm. and that you love doing your jobs. And I think that's, that's wonderful. And to anybody listening who believes that at this point in time, at this season of life, their top value is their work. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. The point is to prioritize what fulfills you without the guilt. Mm-hmm. And not just during summertime, but always, you know, whatever you rank first, second, third in your list of values, make sure you're setting your life up to prioritize and to honor those values, to do the things that you need to do so that you feel you're attending to them. Sometimes that means asking for help, like you are doing, Shannon, um, whether it be from a cleaning person or from your partner, friend, a colleague, um, whatever it is that needs to happen in order to for you to honor that value or that priority, just go for it and drop the guilt because your time with your personal life, your va- your family, your spouse, all of that matters, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like how much time I'm, I want to say how much time have I wasted though? I don't want to use the word wasted because I feel like that's more negative than I want to go, but how much time have I used like worrying about the things or how I'm going to possibly do it all or how I'm possibly going to enter into this summer schedule or whatever. Um, And so the idea of instead taking that time to like go round and round with your worries and rank them, uh, rank your priorities to make sure you can pay attention to the ones that are really like top of mind and your highest priority, I think is very healthy. And I appreciate so much you offering that insight in the blog post and then obviously here on the podcast too. So Angie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I know that what you've shared is going to be helpful to moms who are juggling so much and need encouragement to to prioritize what's most important to them to live their best life. For anyone interested in following up with you about your life coach services, how can they find you? Um, Yeah. So first of all, um, thank you so much for (laughs) your time. Um, it's been great and I just could go on and on forever. Um, but (laughs) if people want to go on and on forever with me, um, they can find me (laughs) mostly on Instagram these days. Um, because I also love my job so much. I, you won't notice necessarily me promoting my life coaching services a lot, Mm -hmm. but I'm always a life coach, forever a life coach. (laughs) So find me on Instagram. My, my handle is at the joy village. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's mostly because I try to do more of the things that bring me joy and I want to be that village that all of us keep trying to look for, Mm -hmm. um, and not find that easily. Uh, so at the joy village and then, um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really stay that active on my business site there, but my website is just angiemartincoaching.com. Perfect. And of course, listeners, we will link all of Angie's contact information in the show notes for this episode. Angie, I know you faithfully listen to the podcast and thank you for that. Um, So you already know that at the end of every episode, we ask all of our guests the same question. What are you loving about raising a family in greater Boston right now? Oh, man, this is like the best. (laughs) Already, I feel like it's already summer because we've had a couple of summery weekends Mm -hmm. yeah and uh as Megan mentioned at the beginning I live on the beach I live 
really close to Boston, but also in my own little slice of paradise. <laughs> and I walk, I probably like a football field's worth of like a hundred yards, you know, to the beach. So my, the, what I'm loving the most about raising a family here is the beach is the ability to just get outside and take a breath of fresh air. And it smells like sometimes stinky seaweed, but it's still wonderful. <laughs> Um, and also my son, um, I didn't mention this ever during the call, even though you both to told us your children's ages. I have a nine-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter and, uh, they're almost 10 and seven. So I'm almost going to have a kid that uses both of his hands for his age. And that's, you know, the full 10 and that's really scary. Um, but, uh, he is an amazing baseball player and he's playing baseball all the time. And I'm loving being a baseball mom. Yeah, It's just that's so awesome. awesome. Like at some point the kids turn into actually good athletes. Yeah. You know, at the beginning it's cute when yeah. they're doing clinicy things and you're like, Oh cute. They learned how to do this and they can run. And then there's a click that happens like between like for some kids between seven and eight, for some kids a little later, or a little sooner, but then they start getting better and better. And I'm just loving the sports family that we're creating with his, with his teammates, parents and the coaches and signing up for tournaments. And it's just, it's just great. I'm, I'm loving that. And, um, and my daughter is just an amazing helper in the garden and, and going to the beach. So all of that, it's great. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Wicked Good Momcast. Next in our summer lineup, we'll be discussing loving our mom bods even during swimsuit season. That's another episode you do not want to miss. So please subscribe, please rate, and please review us. And as always, you are a Wicked Good Mom. Hello, Boston moms. Last summer, we loved meeting local moms during our summer park hop series. This summer, at your request, we are elevating our play dates and partnering with WS Development to meet you in your community, gather for fun mom and kid entertainment, and bring some really great swag bags. Whether you want to stay close to home or venture off to a new part of Greater Boston, whether you're new in town or have lived here forever, we're sure there is a play date planned that will fit your needs. Mark your calendars now with these summer dates. June 24th, we are at The Street in Chestnut Hill. July 14th, Derby Street Shops in Hingham. July 28th, Market Street, Linfield. And August 3rd, Legacy Place in Dedham. We'll have swag bags for the first 50 attendees at each event filled with Boston Mom goodies, items from restaurants and stores at each host property, and samples from some of our favorite kid-friendly brands, including Boston Baby Nurse and Nanny, Little More Organics, Unreal Snacks, 88 Acres, Go Silly, and Tubby Todd, among others. Incredible swag bags, connection to other moms, and fun. Join us.